and welcome to Series 3 of Talking Bottom. I'm Matt Brooks. I'm Ange Johnson. And I'm Paul Tanter. This is the first episode of Series 3 in which we're going to talk about the episode titled Hole, Bottom Hole. That's uh, probably <laughs> the best joke they have of the names, right? It's yeah. a very good one. It, what does it actually mean? What's that double meaning? Why are they so they're not stuck in any kind of hole? They're well, elevated. I suppose. Aren't they? I, I, I assume the situation they're in is the hole. Mm, no? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Arduous at best, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, I, don't know. I think you know. They, I mean, they've fallen into a hole that they of, can't get yeah. out. No, of. no, no. You're, I mean, because they're grasping. they're elevated, yeah. but they're the they found themselves in a hole though. Because yeah, in a but they're stuck in a rut. They could be sort of something like that. No, but the situation that they're yeah, in because they've pissed you, off. It's not is there, a hole in any sense. Is there anything relevant to the situation they were in that might have been a better title? You know, like bottom Ferris wheel doesn't really work, does it? Bottom demolition. Mm, maybe. maybe. Well, I have to say, what a strong misleadingly strong start yeah. to the series this mm. was excellent i think this might be my second favorite episode it's definitely top three it feels almost out of place in terms of it being in series three it's not funny mm. you're right it feels like a series two episode I it does it feels like maybe they had material left over or another episode yeah. that they had already planned perhaps yeah and there's some from the live show where you can see similarities actually yeah. in in terms of the talking about the stalk margarine competition yeah. and, you know the special cake of it all that kind of callback kind of thing yeah. so it was clearly material that they'd been already thinking about and then it's it's come together in and obviously they've been to the fair before so the gypsy fair that's something that's been touched upon in apocalypse mm. so the idea of them getting trapped at the top of the ferris wheel perhaps was something that was yeah. in genesis much it does feel like it was a lot of different adventures they got up to which happen off screen mm. I mean, a lot cheaper yeah i mean the writing really does again shine in terms of them describing characters things yeah. that have been happening but prior to them getting onto the ferris wheel obviously the opening sort of gambit between them just literally chatting like a couple of old yeah. women as they do a bit later in this series as well of you know how ill he got on the the um yeah. waltzes and i almost feel like this episode could be swapped over in terms of quality with the last episode of series two i'm not a huge fan of sal and i think if you took mm. this episode and put, made it the end of series two and you made Sal at the beginning of series three that would be more in fitting with the quality of the series that they were mm -hmm. in if that makes sense because yeah. I, I do think half agree this is the as you said it's a deceptively good quality episode for the rest of the series which obviously we'll discuss each, each episode as they go but i don't think it's unfair to say now that this was the series that was not as good quality as one and two maybe partly because they come back to it three years later maybe because they've done the tour they used up a lot of their ideas i think it's interesting that this is another self-contained episode like the end of series Series two was mm. which made me wonder if maybe this episode the start of it the genesis was that it was intended to be an, an idea for a live episode possibly mm. because it's one set that just the two of them i think it's the only one containing just the two of them that takes place outside the flat it's mm. definitely the only one that takes place entirely in real time yeah so i wondered if towards the end of series two and then with this one they were going right we want to try new ideas mm. these mm. ones could work as a live show and then ultimately it didn't because mm. it's then got the very surreal ending of the hand of God coming yeah. in as yeah. well. That's very. Yeah. It feels it's very staged as opposed to they have, I think, yeah. what they've the done before. Yeah. I mean, they obviously at the end of Carnival they do kill them, which is mm. what happens at the end of this. So they top and tail the series yeah. with them both dying, like the cartoon characters they are. Yeah, they could have died in other episodes, but these mm. these ones do feel like deaths. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You wouldn't survive these mm. ones. This well, episode to me 
it almost feels like they had a challenge amongst themselves. Like, can we just make a whole episode of just us two talking? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. as stripped back as possible. I think it's quite a brave concept for the show. Them trapped basically within three feet of each other the whole time. You mm-hmm. know, it's not even one where they're in the flat and they can move around. It's almost like they're handcuffed to each other. You yeah, know? they're locked right in, right next to each other. Even fight scenes are not, well, they're not impossible because they yeah. may manage them, but it doesn't seem like they would be able to, does yeah, it? Yeah, the tight space that they're working in to actually yeah. batter the shit out yeah. Yeah. It's more Eddie weighted towards Eddie, isn't it? Battering the shit out of Richie. They fit in an impressive amount and a variety of mm. action fights. There's quite a decent amount going on yeah. in that small space. Because of how cheap this episode must have been to yeah. make. First yeah. time I noticed, mm. actually, the backdrop this episode fucking awful <laughs> the, the, never noticed properly before the backdrop is terrible but the rig itself the set the ferris wheel is very yeah, good very, very impressive good. you wonder whether they've actually got that from, from some sort else. of old yeah, yeah. or another set that's been constructed with a, yeah. much more of a high budget i suppose yeah. so just to give the the show some context in terms of where it came after the other two series 1995 the show comes back BBC 2 it's a great time for comedy Red Dwarf is at its peak Bottom mm-hmm. comes back we've had two series in 91 and 92 then there was the live show in 93 so this is the first Bottom we've had back on our screens in the best part of three years and the first Bottom we've had in two years so mm-hmm. for me this is the first time I saw Bottom on TV I've right, seen yeah. them on tapes before in fact I hadn't spoke about Bottom with that many people and it was this time mm that people started coming out of the woodwork yeah. saying, oh, new series of Bottoms mm. on. And thinking, oh, how do you know about Bottoms? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How come you never said, spoke about this before? You know, yeah, before it's, when, it's just before the internet, before we mm. knew about these things. That's how you heard about things. People mm. would tell you, oh, there's a new series of, of such and such. Oh, yeah. did you hear Red Dwarf's not coming back for series mm. six because of reasons? What? Yeah. That can't be true. All yeah. these these you'd uh, actually here. discuss these things yeah. in per- or you'd see the teaser trailers that would go out on BBC yeah. 2 and you know yeah. you'd be like so excited about sitting down in front of the telly to actually see this go out live I missed the very beginning of this episode when it came out live oh, oh really they were already stuck they were already uh, panicking so I'd missed about three minutes or right. so I was 11 years old when yeah. they went out live well it's, it's obvious what's going on mm. up this place they've never been before they're panicking they're stuck I can guess what's happened it wasn't a- but you missed that entire first sort of setup as to yeah, I, they yeah. Were there at the so fair I missed and... the first reveal of him being in the dress, in fact, and then when he's in dress later, there's no payoff. I'm like, what, what's going on there? <laughs> I, I remember watching this live. I was 14 and I was very excited that Bottom was finally back on TV. This was one of the shows that I bought blank VHS tapes mm-hmm. for and make sure that I got all six episodes on mm-hmm. the one three-hour tape. Yeah, you'd have, I'd yeah. have fucked it if it yeah. had been me because I'd missed the beginning. But, Always a fine art, wasn't yeah. it? You've been exactly pausing yeah. and starting at the time that you wanted it to. to Not as tough for BBC programmes, though, because no adverts. Mm. Yeah, you know? Yeah, usually you'd, you'd, they'd be 29 minutes long, you know, because mm-hmm. there'd be like a 30-second mm-hmm. promo in between them or something yeah. like that. I remember watching it going out live, and I remember belly laughing at certain laughs and thinking, when it started, I was a bit worried because, oh no, we're in one set again, and Sout was in one set, and I wasn't a huge fan of that episode. But this one is being shot more traditionally like a sitcom. It's, it's taking place in the mids. When Rick does the, you were like a sprinkler as you went round, mm-hmm. I think that gets the audience going this the quality is great you mm. know of the scripts yeah did you know? and did you actually think the audience seemed to be reacting more so than in other episodes there's a, there's a well, couple of really cackly laughs from a couple of lady yeah. members bottom and, fans are in yeah. the audience instead of hey do you want yeah. to see this new sitcom and I yeah. actually really noticed that over the credits at the end people are like 
absolutely going yeah, mental yeah. when they're cheering like yeah. in the way that you would have done at a live show and there's a real yeah. difference in as you've said like everybody knew exactly what bottom was by this point they weren't just yeah. you know so what's this latest thing that rick and ada is i think you're right at that point it's this show that we like is mm. on let's get tickets for it rather than the, the bbc audience thing of getting random people in for a show and they don't know what they're going to see mm. until they get in there or it's a show that they've never heard of before yeah. you can feel the, feel the warmth love. and the energy yeah. and i think one of the things with series three for me that makes the quality slightly suffer is because we all know series one and two inside out yeah, and yeah. when you first watched it you know you knew what you expected Richie and yeah. Eddie to be like and Hole still delivers in terms yeah, yeah, of their performances yeah. of Richie and Eddie there are slight pantomime moments but Rick isn't really really hamming up Richie in the same yeah, way that he yeah. does in Terror and Doe and you're several right, other right. episodes yeah, throughout the series. So many things that the series three is guilty of. It's not in this mm, episode. It's no. strange. It's very strange yeah. that this one um, stands out but so much. I actually thought at the top of this episode, he almost sounds a little bit like Rick from the Young Ones when he says, oh, I was right. Was oh, right. Like, and, yeah, yeah. And there's well, a little, there you are. I was right. And later on, he sort of rolls his arms a little bit right, as well. Right. So he's, he's being immature and childish a bit more yeah. in this episode. I suppose it's also worth noticing there was a slight personnel change. Ed By directed series mm. one and two, and then series three was directed by Bob Spears, or God Spires, I'm not soul. sure how you pronounce it. He died Who, a while ago now, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, I think 2009, something like that. And mm. but Now, he was a seasoned comedy director. He'd done a lot of stuff. And I think he did a good job with series three. I still think series three goes in a different tangent mm. than series one and two, which is something we've kind of talked about before. But this series is where it starts to go down the cartoonish kind of avenue. It's less about two Becker-esque misfits mm. trying to eke out existence under a Tory government. And it goes more down the avenue of two juveniles who are often dressing up in silly clothes and yeah. doing mm. things like... It's almost like they've said, right, what do people respond to yeah Let's give yeah. them more of this now yeah, yeah. and they're playing like, to bottom fans yeah. now instead of just doing what they wanted to well, do that's it that it's become its own animal hasn't it yeah. so they've, they've got the reaction from a the live yeah. tour and, and all the big overplayed kind of set pieces that they do with yeah. each other and people do find costumes funny um, yeah yeah i yeah. can completely see what we'll talk about next week is why people do really remember the difference because of course they actually reference it in this episode as well, don't they? Why Richie and Eddie are in the same shirts all <laughs> yeah, the time, yeah, like why yeah. they're wearing always the same things. So it's more memorable when you mm -hmm. think of Richie in that infamous yeah, yeah. devil's yeah. outfit. This is, uh, in fact, he's wearing his alternate outfit, Richie. He's mm. not wearing the jeans and black tie. He's wearing his... It's uh, his smart clothes, yeah, isn't smart it? Clothes. Yeah, his smart clothes. And, uh, but that's funny that they make a joke about that. You literally have only ever seen him in that white yeah. shirt, mm. apart yeah. from pyjamas. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's a good joke to make. It's yeah. Literally, he has just the one. If you want to talk about standout moments for me in this episode, it's easy. The Van der Hoosen <laughs> speech yeah. and the yeah. vast, vast slug, slug is yeah. my favourite. I think it is my favourite line. Okay, I'll just do the plot uh, as it is listed on iTunes. Richie and Eddie visit a fairground for a night of fun and frolics, as long as it doesn't cost Richie more than three quid. They take a ride on the Ferris wheel and are still on it at the very apex when the fair closes down for the night. The fair is to be demolished the next day. Can they find a way of getting down before the night is over? That's the plot. The dress reveal, very good. Yeah, Actually, You yeah. didn't see it coming at mm. all. Which is the start of this series' penchant for putting them in funny clothes. They do it a few times, didn't yeah. they? Although, I've got to say... The skirt actually does look quite good on Aid. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that... It, I mean, it's clearly been mugged off a sort of old woman, isn't it? That that skirt that he's got on. This episode has, for me, one or two 
too many instances of relying on the joke of we thought that man was a woman. It's, you know, it's three times. Three times, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I know this skirt thing is, is part of it, but actually, doesn't it turn out that it was he would have actually mugged a woman of her skirt when she was unconscious? I guess so. I think that's the woman that Richie used as a yeah. shield when Eddie was doing the human sprinkler. Mm. So how how would Richie have been then? Do you think he'd have been in his more bullying persona or his crying <laughs> scared persona? Oh, uh, <laughs> while using a woman as a human shield, you know, he'd be like, "Ha fuck you, old woman." Oh, I think he would have been a bit like when he was at the hospital, sort of shoving the guy down the elevator shaft. Yeah, and yeah. Sort of yeah. Like, you know, after. Oh, oh, you oh, know, you stand there. Yeah, it would have been instinct. He wouldn't have thought about it. He would have just mm. done it. So basically, Eddie molested and stripped an old lady of her clothes when she was unconscious. Well, he didn't molest her. He just took her stuff. Is yeah. that all? But okay. did- but no, they because they, someone else gets molested. Right. Do they say it's a guy, though, because it's the Scottish... Obviously, it's no. the Scottish, they're no. allowed to be transvestites gag. But the thing is... They say, oh, I think they're making an excuse. Why was that man wearing a dress? Uh, Scottish. Is, that's complete bullshit. Mm. Okay, yeah, so you think they've like... mugged an old woman, but they've mistaken it mm-hmm. for a bloke because she was so ugly, I suppose. It's Wasn't just there? A... Well, she was covered in vomit, I suppose, so her face was covered in gristle and oh, <laughs> well, her face so was So they've mugged the same person that he's no, picked no. up over? Yeah, no. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. I, Which doesn't doesn't make... that. I thought it was two separate people. I think so, but then again, that would be covered in sick mm. if that was the case, so yeah. it makes sense. I just thought it was another one, and then it's, it's the setup to be able to say the Scottish are allowed to be transvestites, yeah. isn't it? Like, that's mm. why AIDS in that skirt. I don't think you get away with that gag now, can you? Uh, well, I don't what think you... transvestites? Mm, the, pop. You probably wouldn't be able to do anything where the punchline was, was the word transvestites. Mm. I think the punchline there is that Richie doesn't understand, and he's yeah. just, oh, he's I mean, so upper class, and, or mm. fakely mm. upper class, that he thinks that they're transvestites even yeah. though that's not what's happening at yeah. all in any yeah so just having a go at the scottish for wearing kilts which has been a time time-honored um stereotype they fucking love them don't they they, yeah. they be wearing kilts must be brilliant because yeah. they get consistently teased for it and they don't give a flying fuck they <laughs> love kilts now as well as the habit of wearing funny clothes in, in this series this episode also does something else that we see increasingly through series three which is going for outright fantasy in certain mm. aspects so down the line we have things like legs being chainsawed off and then sewed back on in this one spoilers the hand of god <laughs> appears at the end and i wonder if this is slightly indicative not to run down rick and Aid, but if at the end of the episode they just run out of ideas on how do we end this i know we'll just do something totally out of the yeah, ordinary it's very meta, isn't it? it feels uh, similar to filthy rich and cat flat where they'd make jokes about the script not being yeah. long enough and yeah. having a go at the writers and this things like that this is the first time where they reference that the BBC show when Aid breaks the fourth wall as well. Yeah, now that's because then later they do it in Carnival. Yeah, Yeah. that that massively mentioned that they're like you know making fun of the BBC when he steals the camera. Sure, but this is the only time they mention that they are Mm. a BBC show. Yeah, Yeah. so it put me very much in mind of Rick turning to camera and talking to the listeners as he refers to them during the chess episode. Mm -hmm. But yes, it's the first time that we hear the word BBC mentioned in terms of the show. Mm -hmm. But also, what I think is a nice touch is when Aid does turn to the camera and address the audience 
Rick plays it as though he doesn't know what's going on, so he kind of looks out as though, who's Who Eddie you talking at? to? Well, you know? That's absolutely ridiculous. What are you looking at while we're on the hand of God <laughs> yeah, floating? Yeah. But the, so the hand of God appearing, because they're at the end of the episode, it's almost like the thing of, it's the Monty Python thing mm, of, oh, we'll just yeah. have it blow up, or like uh, we'll just have the police turn up or something. Mm. It's like it, the end of a sketch. Yeah, exactly. Now, through the rest of Series 3, we see a lot more of their use of scene ends, not really sure what to do, musical sting, Passage of time, come back with the new setup for some more jokes. Whereas this one is, we can't do that because mm. we're in the one Isn't location. It? Yeah, cut away. So too. it's a very odd and fantastical ending to the episode. Mm. It's the first time they both die. I think it is, uh, unless you count bottomed live. Yeah, it's, it's, they it's, don't. Have, they don't kill them. I mean, obviously, you know. Rock- Filer might have killed them. The yeah, yeah, I mean, are we going to yeah. assume that they're cartoon animal creatures? Mm. Animals, yeah, uh, yeah. But, you know, like hit, being hit in the head with a, a frying pan would mm. probably kill you, but we won't count stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and we won't, we won't count off. Bottom Live. For some reason, that doesn't mm. feel canon, even though I don't think they have any kind of canon-ness in, in the bottom. <laughs> they're, they're consistently wrong with their own past, aren't they? Mm. They change yeah. it. As and when they want. But interesting, we we asked when they first mentioned Edward Elizabeth Hitler yeah. in our chat yeah. about Bottom Live, and and it it is mentioned here in whole when right, yeah. right. she is doing his little fake like kind of yeah, take a letter chat to the police officer about yeah. the incident because I don't think they have mentioned Elizabeth before. Right, so which makes bottom feel free to write in if, if we're I, in any way I mean, wrong. It must be said, bottom continuity is all over the shop all the time, anyway, especially in this episode. There's, yeah, there's some stuff here I'd yeah, like to bring that, up. Oh, that music reminded me of my dad's funeral. Yes, yeah, okay, let's talk dad. about it now. Yeah, yeah. he was abandoned <gasps> as a baby, <laughs> yet he's somehow grown up, found his dad, and his dad has died. And he's gone to his funeral, and they played fairground music at his dad's yeah. funeral. Unless Ed, it's not a lot of backstory about Eddie's life. Like, you think he would have been saying dad, but it wouldn't have been as necessarily birth dad, what, biological dad. One of the many men that were lining mm. up outside his mum's room or something, you know, yeah. to, to pay visits. Uncle dad. But uh, therefore, would you, do you think the insinuation there is that somebody of the travelling community Maybe, was yeah. involved no, in Eddie's I, life, and that's why oh, that music would have been played? Or would it be... Whoever organised his dad's funeral that. was so delighted that they played the happiest <laughs> I, I think it's tune. That. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Because it, it's a great little throwaway yeah. gag that. The audience don't really pick up on it that they don't, much no. at all. Again, this episode where we talk about Richie's sort of psychology and, and uh, what they must have been maybe thinking about when they wrote this, I'm sure they would have thought we had a lot of fun with calling them thieving bastard yobbos. Yeah. Well, let's be back at the fair. Yeah. And then... Mm. How does Richie react with all of these yeah. and interact with all of these characters again? And, and as soon as he's having to deal with the people down yeah. below yeah. who are, you know, waving with, they're not using all their fingers, you know, yeah. and he doesn't understand what, you know, they, yeah. they absolutely he find him abhorrent, them. but he's talking down to them yeah. from a high above as well. He's at the biggest vantage point yeah. he possibly can be. And he's still sort of saying, listen up, you roustabouts. Yeah. And the oh, language and that they use in Richie's monologue there. It's I love very, the, what is it you shout in the slums? It's very, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's very telling what he says to Eddie. What is yeah, it you slums. shout in the slums? Yeah. Yeah. What does Uggy 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 mean? That football chant? <laughs> I think that's oi, the oi, thing oi, where oi, you reply it? with oi, yeah. oi, oi. Yeah. But is that where it's come from? Is that a football so. thing? It sounds almost caveman, doesn't it? Richie manages also to distill very well the attitude of 
teenage boys out with their friends. So again, watching this when I was 14, the whole thing of, no, let's not talk to the girls because then they'll know we like them. As an adult, you look back on yourself as a youth and go, why didn't you just go and talk to the girls? Mm. Why are we so scared? Because, because if I go and talk to them, they'll know I fancy them. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's, what, that's exactly what you want. It's a very good distillation of what teenage boys are actually like. Love his use of do it on them. One little change in the word yeah. of the sentence, isn't it? And it's right. just oh, you've so never hilarious. touched a woman ever. Okay. Yeah. Do you notice this is the second time they've been to the fair and the second time Eddie has blinded someone? Yes, yeah. <laughs> second time they sh- he shits himself in the ghost train as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of like, oh, it's more scary there now. There's someone looks yeah. like, don't go in there. Why? Yeah, yeah. Some crazy madman shit everywhere. Yeah. It stinks. Eddie's literalness with, how do I look? You use your eyes, don't you? Yeah. Which put me right back in mind. How do you feel yeah. your hands? Oh, no. It, it, it put me right back to thinking of the Robert Llewellyn episode. What? You suck water yeah. in through your okay. eyes. Eddie's ability to take things so literally is brilliant. Mm. I mean, there's more of double entendres as well that kind of build as well in this episode. With the skirt earlier on, with the... Yeah, oh, yes, no, I can why? see your point. Yeah, yeah. But, but he, that, he, I can't not... I can't hear... I can see your point without thinking yeah. on bottom. But mm. he, he also assists with the gag by pointing at Aid's crotch, doesn't he? You know yeah, when he yeah. does it. You I know? guess he does. It's not a general point at him. It's like I can see your point, and yeah. his finger does angle down towards um, his cock. The writing is it, again. They throw away a gag a bit later where Richie says. Eddie, take off all your clothes and knot them together. Yeah. And, and Aid responds, not, together, not yeah. what together. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. And that is funny. And again, I think a few people in the audience did you know, yeah. pick up on it, obviously. But that's that in and of itself is a great line, isn't it? Again, just humour coming from Eddie, just literally hearing what Richie says to him and misunderstand. well, deliberately being obtuse if you weren't no, like, an absolute the, idiot. Yeah. There's a, a lot of them being stupid at, to make the plot go forward here. Like, mm. for example, them not cottoning on that that was a dress straight right. away. Obviously, mm. it's a dress. Yeah. Another thing, those women that have been following around who are Keith and Deirdre, Eddie's line, was she called Keith? Yeah. <laughs> and Richie, just think for a little while, like, yeah, how did you know her name? He, yeah. Her, his name, whatever. <laughs> Why are you this stupid? Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and I love that. So again, it's being teenagers again. Like, which one's mine? Yeah, like, yeah. that one's mine. I've just decided yeah, because yeah. I like it better. <laughs> again, yeah. the, she had an earring. Oh, fuck the, no, that's her a different. That's, that's uh, the one he sexually uh, gropes. <laughs> yeah, um, which yeah. turns out to be a carny worker with just big pectorals. <laughs> this is a Keith and Deidre. Oh, the lines to describe them are so thrown away, but I'll piece them all together at once. So this is the the couple. Yeah, it's a mad woman with a glass eye and is blind and a tattoo of little and large on both her thighs and with a partner who has a big beard smokes a pipe and with one leg and both of them compete in a mixed double new yeah. mud wrestling competition <laughs> at a pub <laughs> and again with their names as well because isn't he mad one-legged mad dog keith mcfrenzy if you want to make a name a bit better add a muck to it somewhere <laughs> and, it'll, and it'll improve on it did the little and large reference date a little bit i know little and large are at, but, uh, yeah it I, has I think, dated if, i think i know of them but mm. i couldn't actually remember what they look but, like, but like I, know, I know little and large but, are, but even in 1995 they hadn't been on tv for a while sure. you know <laughs> which is why it's even funnier i suppose that she'd have the tattoos of them yeah. Yeah. on her thighs oh, the thing throwaway thing when eddie says that's why he's been avoiding them that's why i've always pretend to have the mumps yeah. during month wrestling week there's something that both of them would have been so into but like I love the, the effort mumps. the effort that he's gone <laughs> yeah. to to avoid paying back a, a, a nominally small yeah. amount of money at what point in Richie's life do you think he dubbed himself the Hammersmith Crumpet Radar <laughs> in that moment just yeah. then absolutely <laughs> completely agree with you <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think anyone else has ever called him that yeah. before or since. When I first saw this at the time, I didn't know what a Van der Heesen was. No, me either. So it's a brand of shirts. It's quite a fancy old-fashioned one that's fairly high-regarded, mm. I think. Yeah, but honestly, I don't think it was... It wasn't until years later I was mm. like in a department store or something and then saw the sign yeah. for the shirts and went... Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. Yeah, well, it's not like it's they're not. rare and hard to find. And like, oh wow, you've got a Vanderhoek. Like, right, okay. Well, it's just a brand for shirts, but I yeah. think they were. I don't know when they were founded, but it's an old. It is brand. Old yeah. yeah, and it's a funny name again. Yeah, it's gone for Vanderhoek. The the rant is perfect from both of them because yeah. it's in stages, and you see mm. the frustration coming out. Like it was in Richie for a while when <laughs> yeah, he yeah. says it. <laughs> And uh, Eddie's reaction to mm. fucking great yeah, as well. Yeah. The one obviously like, well, nodding along and t- sort of taking it in, but being frustrated. And they both turn away at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Fully old woman style. It's the bickering married couple. Yeah. It's great acting for both of them. Very comfortable in the characters. They're able to sit there and just play it. You don't have to do everything with dialogue. Rick's manicness and <laughs> anger. Brilliant. I tell you, the, the dialogue has been so tight and quick. Don't really notice that they haven't moved up until this point, which is yeah. kind of when the characters do. I suppose it's just naturally when they sort of felt, mm. okay, they've not actually moved for around about three minutes yeah. and they should have been on the move at a minute in the most. So it right. kind of makes sense. Just before they have some very unconvincing and lightweight fake bricks and oh, bottles yeah. thrown at them, when Eddie says duck and Richie says where... where is it a fake duck that is thrown at his face or is no, it something else? It is a brick. It's a brick. Yeah. But it comes from the wrong direction where their eye lines were. Right, yeah. It comes slightly from the right, I think, and they've been looking sort of centre yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's to and it's evoke kind of, the sense of a growing mob. They're obviously underarm throws as well. They're proper like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pro- the tallest... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oldest yeah. Ferris wheel, and they're at the top, Western aren't they? Europe. Yeah. They're at the yeah. very top of they're the, the very top. I don't think yeah. lobbing a bottle's going to get. Isn't it three hundred and fifty feet tall? <laughs> right. I don't think even the even mad Keith McFrenzy with his, yeah. his arm mm. muscle wrestling can be like but lobbing it that far. That's uh, something that wouldn't play at all now. Is uh, the throwaway joker that Richie touched up someone who it turns it's funny because it turns out to be a guy who beats the fuck out of him but again repetition of the joke of yeah. oh we, we thought another, it was a woman yeah. turns out to be a guy but yeah. it's another mm. thing it's like it sounds like the guy obviously wouldn't have been into that so he richie has just groped someone randomly like oh, come on darling yeah which he has done before isn't he? well the guy had literally richie has either got the guy's knob out or the guy had his knob out <laughs> because eddie noticed he has got a yeah. foreskin piece yeah. right so something, <laughs> something really dodgy and horrible has happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Love that image. Did before. you did you notice the dub the the words the fairs closed and Eddie? Did you notice that some of this has been dubbed? Oh no! So if you watch it again, when Eddie goes the fairs closed and Richie goes the fairs closed, the fairs closed, Eddie, Eddie. If you watch it again closely, you'll see Rick only said once the fairs closed and then only said once Eddie. And presumably in the edit they've looked at it and gone, oh, it doesn't it doesn't feel frantic enough. So we'll put one extra line of each. So now you he goes the fairs closed, the fairs closed, Eddie, Eddie. And do you not see his lips moving? Then definitely don't see his lips moving. Now that you say it, I've always thought that little bit jars. Yeah, but I hadn't put together that it's a dub. And now let's have a quick word from our sponsor. Ha, ha, ha. 
You can tell by the bubbles. Great physical comedy from Rick in one of the things he does. I've got a photographic memory and I'm going to record all of you yeah. by turning my face into a camera. Yeah, just open your eyes wider. That's how memory works. What's his, uh, his pronunciation of sandwiches again? Oh, well, not again. First, I think the first time. This is yeah. the first time for yeah. sandwiches. But confirmation of his association with as a Tory. Yes. Political joke of he gave someone severe brain damage who's now president, president of the Board of, board of trade, trade, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take, take that, Thatcher. Yeah. Or, or major. Actually, thinking about it, we were way into a, one of the longest Tory government rules. Yes, he's major. Happened. John Major, uh, who had taken over from Thatcher. Yes, so, and he did two mm-hmm. terms, didn't he? Yeah. Major so ninety-five. We were fifteen years into a Tory government at this yeah. point. I mean, How you know, you it? talk about awful backdrops in this episode. Yeah. Awful backdrop to bottom yeah. that created so much of Rick and Aid's work yeah. is that the yeah. Tories were in power. How good a reveal is it that Eddie pulls out a pint from behind his yeah, it's newspaper? Magical, isn't yeah. it? Well, so he's done that before in Spinoles, essentially. He just produces well, when they come full home from pints, the pub. Yeah, yeah, full yeah. drink alcohol. Like, think, pretty, pretty full as well. Yeah. I think it's because of the contrast between Richie sort of panicking oh, isn't no, it? and then also, just, he's just so relaxed. He's like, I'm all right, <laughs> it's I got cut. a pint. It's yeah. cut from the the wide before you see Eddie holding both hands, uh, the newspaper, both hands, mm. and cuts to a close up, and he's got the pint mm-hmm. in the other hand. Yeah. So it's like a bit of magic, right? Know, right, making magic. Yes. So logically damned, it doesn't matter. Do you think the art department of this episode were taking the piss when they printed up the newspaper? This isn't a quiz is question it because it's so obvious, obvious. Like, yeah. obvious. it's I, fucking funny which, which is why I thought it'd be okay to mention it I assumed yeah. it wouldn't be a question because this is the first time I think this. where they have actually yeah. printed a bugle and then yeah. and then actually messed around with hey, the headline hey, what headline relating to Richie and Eddie's Hammersmith can we have on the front of the paper I know we'll have no news shocker yeah, yeah. so they uh, Comic Relief did a sketch of this where they use real news readers where it's like massive reports of massive shortage of news is coming from oh, all, right, okay. all across the country nothing is happening of any news worthiness whatsoever <laughs> yeah. nothing I think because the bugle is such a big plot point isn't it it's got to be there with them because they're yeah. then reading the article about, yeah. oh there's an article about the Ferris wheel in here so they've had fun with it because it's an active prop isn't it like, yeah. in a different yes. way from in the past but I suppose then there's also the reading out of when Eddie's eyes are upside down in burglary and things like yeah. it's still there as a, a point but this yeah. is this, this uses is so the exposition it. isn't it it's a convenient yeah. dramatic yeah. device isn't it yeah and, and great that they've missed the headline mm. they're just reading out and <laughs> <Yeah>. it's like <laughs> right here under this headline that says it's going to be demolished is anyone else impressed at the character of Richie portrayed in this instance by an obliging stuntman uh, how strong is it a stuntman oh alright when we're not seeing Rick's face yeah. um, how how, how, how strong like he can hold up his how strong is Richie's upper body strength mm. that he's able to swing himself well he's that's not a stuntman no 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 no. when it's facing away from us it's definitely a stuntman okay well there's, yeah. a bit, there's a bit where you do see full body Rick Mal holding himself up I, I you do, do are you yeah, sure yeah so I was going to go on about him being stuntman I thought it was Eddie, only from behind Eddie when pulls, he's doing the swinging though so, so Eddie pulls himself up which there's a kind of cut so you can't see his head as it goes up right. but he does lower himself down fine well, okay so when Eddie is up on top of it and leaping that's from behind I reckon that's a stuntman yeah. when the carriage collapses that's not Eddie that's a stuntman and obviously it's a paper mache Rick <laughs> I think when Richie is swinging himself and you definitely mm. see him propelling himself with his arms yeah. we get some mid shots of Rick so that he's stood on something then when we see feet dangling mm. uh, we don't see Rick's face yeah. I think it's a stuntman okay yeah. maybe but we'll 
regardless of what actually happened in the reality of uh, bottom <laughs> yeah he's very he's, strong all well, of a sudden he's also yeah. heavy enough to break ferris wheel yet <laughs> yeah. strong enough to support his own weight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i like masturbating i yeah. suppose well, yeah it's, it's brilliant that like rather than the pain like just be too much it's like the pain annoys him and it's like right that's it i <laughs> yeah. fucking had enough i of mean this. fair enough he's being consistently electrocuted that's like oh you can't do that mate. Yeah. Like, no that's pretty intense and then Eddie did, well he just did it with his feet though didn't he yeah, yeah. it seems like he's doing pretty well and then he just comes back yeah. when Eddie decides to take the alternative approach and get up on top do you think he thought ahead to the how the curvature of a circle works <laughs> no at some point I'm going to reach the edge of this and I'm not going to be able to maintain this walk any yeah. further the first time I saw this I thought Eddie was going to disappear off come back with a full pint and go I've got it and then Richie would say something like yeah, when's, you... when's help coming mm. oh shit I forgot yeah, you know it does seem like the, the obvious but, gag. That, but in this universe that even they are sort of saying no it would be oh. impossible for him to get down that yeah. ferris wheel oh, they are I, trapped can I ask a question I didn't think it made sense the bit where Eddie's got Richie's watch yeah. and then well it's not a watch it's a clock or well, maybe it's, it's, it's a, not it's a pocket watch it's a fob okay. watch well, yeah. A yeah. and it's been emptied out in the antique yeah. clock place it, are the innards worth more than a gold yeah, watch? Like, really? Well, all the parts would probably be yeah. very much antique and yeah. therefore worth things to different people. So, but again, similar to the chess set. Yeah, in, yeah. Why has he sold them off as yeah, individual yeah. pieces and not all together? But again, it's probably just Eddie being a bit thick as yeah. well. Yeah, a little precursor as well. He mentions his motorbike, which is yeah. seen a few episodes later when he powers up the treadmill with yeah. it. It's a very unimpressive motorbike. It's a moped. It's, it's, a moped. Isn't it? yeah. it's not a motorbike, yeah. Eddie's logic when it comes to nicking Richie's stuff is very backwards. I know, I'll sell things off uh, for the sum of their parts rather than the actual value but of what they could be. Yeah. Actually thinking about it, do you think it's so that Richie doesn't notice it's missing? But he has got that's, it, doesn't That's he? why if Eddie's Richie... not sold it off in comp- incomplete. Because then missing. it would be, it where's, it's where's it pocket. gone? It's in Eddie's pocket, isn't it? So True, not... but if he's ever questioned, he's like, oh no, here it is, Richie. Like, oh, I suppose it's feeling so. a bit light. Yeah, nah, yeah, he didn't want it that heavy, did he? You know, and yeah. so Because he doesn't sell off the whole of the chest set, he's left it there, but yeah. it, he's been going in and taking out antique pieces. So maybe it's actually that Eddie's wily. Um, but yeah. Did you get knows? the uh, Dad's Army reference? Mr. Manwaring. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. didn't get yeah. that straight away, but yeah. That's quite similar to his... Miss Jones? Moon Miss Jones, yeah. 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 I like that they do those little nods. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, do you think it's also to send up people who just quote comedy programs? I think so. so yeah. Only sad, lonely people yeah. do that, don't they? I, I have a question. Why back in a jiffy? Back in a jiffy. What does Richie infer from that? I still, don't get it at all. Still do not understand. And I've tried to think about every single possible jiffy bag. Why jiffy is? Could jiffy bag be filthy. a condom thing? No, no, no. no I don't know. Back in a jiffy. Yeah. I can only think that Maybe. it might be some kind of cockney rhyming slang that I've got no idea. Maybe okay. it's just he doesn't like him being jovial and using that sort of slang word. Yeah. But yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's odd um, yeah. because the way he reacts don't be so foul yeah. is that you've got to think that he's, he entendre. thinks he's, yeah. he's yeah. making it really filthy and dirty whatever it is now can someone explain to me the QPR joke Richie asks <laughs> him like oh, if I fall yeah. die yeah, yeah, you just yeah. get my issues on QPR and it's a no. misdirect no phew thank yeah. you Eddie's a QPR fan. Yeah. Yeah, but because of that, he would never scatter oh, Richie there. Uh, that's the thing. It's like, I wouldn't and sully my team with your ashes. Yes. Okay. Uh, but Richie's gag is that he wouldn't yeah. want to be yeah, sure. scattered there. So that's okay, it just sense. on both sides. Yeah. Do you think, because of the way the set was constructed and they were essentially hanging in midair for mm. all of the episode, at some point, 
the makeup artist just said, I can't keep on climbing up on a ladder to wipe Rick's face. He can just be sweaty for the entire episode. <laughs> I think it's he's... been established into his character now. He's sweaty. Right. It's coming off him like well, buckets, sense. isn't it? He's in a life-threatening... <laughs> right, yeah. yeah he's yeah. in a life-threatening situation. It makes sense that he'd be that nervous and scared. And he's been in the same shirt yeah. for, <laughs> for how many years? It so... even says that you're hum, you're stink, so it needs to look like he stinks. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. It's musky smell. How fucking sad is it that Eddie is eyeing up picture of a bottle of gin <laughs> the concept of a bottle of gin oh hello lovely you pathetic sad alcoholic bastard yeah just looking at the odd bins yeah. will yeah. keep him busy because it excites I, I, him I'm almost surprised that he didn't do what he did with the Sunday jugs and yeah. give it a mm-hmm. you know. now when Eddie gets tricked to go to the uh, bar now Eddie's got like a little glint in his eye when he's asking Richie <laughs> Oh, do you want anything because yeah, he's about yeah. to ask him for some money it's something yeah. really sweet about that you see Eddie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I've got, my, I've got a little head. scheme here just to, get, just to make a bit of cash now I've mentioned a Bailey Sham you notice that yeah yeah that's yeah. Uh, Vivian's drink of, tip, of choice oh, wasn't it oh right yeah okay they do mention it once yeah. or twice in bottom as well you know, it's, it's a funny have, sounding word isn't they it? have some yeah. fun with some names of, yeah. of lots of different <laughs> drinks in this one don't they Dram Bewey being the you know, I remember. the cash for the drinks comes from Richie's very manly purse. Oh, his little coin purse. <laughs> yeah. This episode contains the only ever mention of Richie's sister. Yes. Yes, Isn't this is true. absolutely yeah. fucking bizarre? I think it's... I've always thought of Richie as an only child. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've got a weird theory about this. What's, what's your sister like? She's just like mm. me. Now, right. what's, did she grow up with... The auntie, because I can't quite picture that. Well, mm. why I picture is the auntie oh. wanting a girl and dressing Richie up <laughs> as a girl in front of a mirror sometimes. Oh, there's your sister, Richie, R- <laughs> Richina or something. And, oh, she lives uh, somewhere else and he can't quite and this get is- into his head. So he's just like, oh, my sister, she's just like me. She lives elsewhere <laughs> and I won't bring her up. <laughs> Ever. And this is why Richie's bisexual tendencies yes, come to the fore in series three. He's got some confusion with yeah. uh, things. He likes women's clothes and stuff. He finds that yeah, weirdly yeah. erotic. Yeah, I think I'm interesting onto one there. thought. I think. In all honesty, it probably is just to have the with smaller jugs gag that they they wrote it in as a line to oh. this episode. But I like that idea of a backstory of well, also, Richie yeah. being abused. It could be them thinking ahead and try and set up a, an episode later where Richie would play yeah. his twin sister, just like Adam Sandler did in that <laughs> great I mean, film. Right. Ro- throw- Robert De Niro could do a cameo instead of Al Pacino. <laughs> they throw in all sorts with Richie's backstory and his. I mean, doesn't he say Grandpa Willis is the one that owns that watch and he found it on yeah, a dead yeah. body? in the Somme yeah you know so Richie will just throw in but family Richie, members yeah. at any point but it's interesting that he doesn't name his sister yeah. like, so you're right like is this some kind of weird memory that he's got and then he just mm. or has she cut him out of her life you had Richie as a brother you would imagine he'd have better understanding of women if he grew up with a sister mm, that's why I've always <laughs> thought that he's an only child yeah. yeah but maybe she lived away this episode sees one of my favourite Richie flights of fancy, which is also punctuated by Eddie brilliantly. You're talking about the, the war story. Heck, maybe yeah. even raise some kids. Yeah. The way you think Eddie is aiding it. Well, he does aid it for a brief it bit, does. doesn't he? Plays he? Along you know, for a little bit. You know, we're not getting out of this one. But mm. then the payoff at the end where you don't know where he's quite going, but to like end it with, this is some absolute horseshit that we're talking about. <laughs> why the fuck are we yeah. doing it? I mean, yeah, I'm not yeah. quite, yeah. Like, why are we talking such why? complete and yeah. bollocks? They are literally in danger, yet they're playing up with yeah. this sort of acting out a cliche War Again, do you think thing. they know they're in maybe danger? Maybe dialogue they? that was intended for the live show. The, it or... does feel a bit like a live show. It bit, does. Doesn't bit, it? Well, it sounds exactly like when they're doing. You know, don't you ever yearn for change? Yeah, you know, and yeah. having that bit of fun. So you wonder yeah. whether maybe this dialogue, because it's clearly meant to be 
not breaking the fourth wall, but you know they're they're speaking outwards to an audience, yeah, aren't yeah. they? Like in a, in a little weird, they're acknowledging like, the cliche. Yeah, back and forth, just taking the piss I mean, out of yeah. all those war movies. Like get back to Blighty, and yeah, you're in Blighty. Peck, maybe <laughs> well, even raise some kids. Yeah. Both of them totally comfortable in their characters to mm. the point that we're able to have a part of it where Rick is just doing his, you know, the, mm. the, his Rick face, but three times, and it works because it's Richie, you know, mm. and he's just playing the character. Yeah. Lots of other sitcoms, no, 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 no. We must have dialogue. If people aren't saying things, it's not funny. Yeah. With these guys, they can just let it sit and breathe and be the characters. To quote Monty Python, it's not easy to pad these tapes out to half an hour, <laughs> you know? Like, this is a half-hour two-hander. Yeah. And it must have been that they wanted to just put in some filler. To, yeah. To, still funny. It it's still very funny. It's I love that incredibly bit. incredibly tight. It's, yeah. it's when nothing's happening, okay, will make the first one yeah. degrade a bit more. So I, I don't mean filler as in as all the buying that. time and yeah. the filling, but they're, they're just putting in flights of fancy, silly yeah. dialogue, yeah. which they have done in other episodes, but I think because they're doing it together, yeah. ooh, ooh, uh, it it really does stand out in this episode. as, as a bit. Yeah. Of, and then Eddie calls it, why are we talking such a lot of bollocks? Is this the first and only time we hear of Slip Digby, or is he mentioned elsewhere? I think he is mentioned elsewhere. It, it sounds such a familiar name, yeah. isn't it? But he's the I'm guy that won the sure. Stormwise Ring competition. Did uh, do you notice? So this episode has two mentions of two characters with one leg each. So it's a very high percentage mm. of <laughs> right. representation of disabled <laughs> yeah. actors who aren't actually cast in it. <laughs> but I hadn't even thought about that, but slip as well as the first oh, thing for yeah. someone who's only got yeah. one leg. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. He Maybe. slipped and in he fact, ended up with one leg. And when you consider that in a previous episode in the second series with Robert Llewellyn, that you had another character who yeah. had one leg. Yeah. It's a common theme in bottom. I've just oh, realised that. live yeah. in a weird sort of place where people's horrific injuries are quite common. People <laughs> yeah. are blind, well, one eye. Richie should really have like lost his legs many a time yeah. and Eddie like sewing their legs back on and yeah. you know but I think just losing limbs Bottom always has really good sound effects but I don't think one has ever been woven in to a gag mm. as efficiently and brilliantly as the here, here, here comes yeah, a plane right. yes. and it just yeah. ends up being a fart it's very yeah. good it's so obvious once it happens isn't it but when, yeah. when they are sort of like doing those faces and then suddenly it's you yeah. know they, and you yeah. just oh you got me with that toilet yeah. humour gag that's <laughs> bloody brilliant uh, the, to keep the plot moving as well they keep gripping little bits of information about the Ferris wheel like first of all oh mm. it's closed oh look there's something because we've annoyed people and then it turns out that yeah. they've not just been abandoned left there for the night they, it turns out no, they're actually in danger yeah. because this mm. place is going to be blown up. It's Their a, lives are at risk suddenly. It's, it's a very mm. well plotted episode. Yeah. The escalation of it's going to be blown up in the morning. So what can happen to escalate it? Mm. I know the guys can set fire to the yeah. carriage they're in. <laughs> yeah, that and ramps things up. You and know? then when the fire yeah. will get rid of the structural integrity of the yeah. cabin, Which so it start falling it, apart. It's the classic farce, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That, you know, the the situation builds oh, to a I point. Love that, okay, his idea of oh, just throw it up in the air and then. It, It'll explode, yeah. illuminating us. How long that takes to come back down? He threw that well eye. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he? yeah. <laughs> Which in and of itself is yeah. a joke, I think. And then the fact that Eddie's like, can I? Yeah, have yeah. A word of caution, which usually Eddie wouldn't think about it at yeah. all. Richie, even Eddie can see it's a bad idea. Oh, Rich, Richie's applying film logic, the logic where if you shoot a car in the back, then it will explode because <laughs> yeah. you've hit the petrol tank. Sure. You know, the idea of like, well, obviously this Wait thing will explode. Burst. 
But like, and how big are those flames coming up there? Like you well, look at it and think. It's a Molotov cocktail, but, isn't it? So but, it would. No, but what I mean is, in terms of when they're shooting it, they've got someone there doing the practical yeah. effects. Mm. Those are big flames. They're right next that, to them. That they're right next yeah. to them. You can see them probably leaning away from them. When Aid says, "I think it's going to incinerate us," I think there's a hint of this is fucking hot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I suppose so. How sad is it that Eddie has such genuine affection and regret for his murders? He better right. be yeah. <laughs> You sad. Pathetic, man. It's another another one of your physics-defying drinks that you just so happen to have on you. Also, that he's such an alcoholic that if it's the choice between burning to death or keeping hold and having his uh, bitter... He has to be proper talked into it, doesn't he? And one thing always annoyed me, he starts sprinkling it on the floor... He puts out all the fire and he's still got some yeah. left and he puts a bit more. There's at least a mouthful there that he could have had. He was that desperate, sad to see it go. You know, he could have licked the glass clean. Yeah. When Richie then, it just he doesn't heroically stamp out the last of the flames. <laughs> yeah. He just stands near it and then yeah. falls through. And then what a great piece of and needlessly gets pulled up by his own yeah. hair. By his hair, that's yeah. so that's horrific. Is helping him there. He literally is saving yeah. his life, but well, <laughs> but in the most painful way possible. And obviously, I mean, it couldn't be reciprocated because Eddie's yeah. bald. So, you, yeah, maybe yeah. he's just jealous. You like, fucking hair bastard. Then. This leads us to one of what, in my opinion, is one of the best payoffs in terms of setting up a laugh mm. in Bottom, which is the "Don't you call me overweight," yeah. and then sitting Young down man. and collapsing the yeah. entire carriage. And it cuts to the cabin dropping, mm. and yeah. there's a dummy of Richie that yeah. looks mm. fucking yeah. terrible. It, I think but, it is. It's, it's, I think it's a blank orb that, with a. I, th- I think it's been now whether with, you pronounce it paper mache or papier mache. I, I think it's been made of like paper. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, that. But it's that to me makes it all the it. more hysterical. Yeah. If you ask me for my favourite moment, bottom, a lot of people will go for him falling down the stairs in Carnival yeah. as Kilroy, and I do love that as well. But this, as the comic timing on, yeah. don't you dare call me over. It doesn't ruin man. it. It absolutely. You don't. First time seeing it. As he sits, right? bang, it yeah. goes, and then yeah. it's that ludicrous dummy, and then and oh my god, they've now literally in peril, and yeah. just that that it's just built to like, that it, moment. The dummy's only seen sheer. for two seconds. Yeah, yeah. I think. But you're right. It is the way it, it completely drops, like yeah. and swings back. And... It's a really vicious swing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you're right. We don't really see it's a dummy because we're fo- we're looking at uh, the Which person. Which adds to the ludicrous. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, you, you don't really notice it's him because it's a very yeah. brief shot, and we're looking at the stuntman who's in it, who's in Eddie's costume at that exact moment. Oh, anyway, do you think Eddie aids to... for, for that moment? That's a stuntman. Yeah, I'm is it? You. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've always just thought that it is yeah. aids doing that bit. But... So they clearly had one stuntman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and a dummy. How yeah. satisfying was it? Even at the time that when they put this episode out obviously they bleeped out aid swearing yeah but you, you could, could so easily lip read yeah, exactly what he was right. saying now one yeah. thing i have it's to say in fluff isn't it it is yeah. there. all unbleeped uh, for you to hear in all its glory one thing i have to say about that moment it's started by a montage of of a bunch of silly phrases by the two of them right yeah mm. not one is a swear word not, no, that's yeah. not a single one is a swear word. No, it's it's old style yeah. sort of swearing. Like we know how to swear, yeah. don't we? Up until now, no, you yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and clip hit the clip. On. I've never it's heard those words put together in one too sentence. many, isn't it? Too many for the. Mm. Why does Richie? He looks so excited when he comes up with the idea of cheating fate. What does he want to cheat fate for? <laughs> if we, we cheat fate, then we'd win. It's, yeah, it, I think about? when he's in this de- desperate situation, yeah. he's just like, well, if if we kill ourselves, then we've we've won. Yeah, like, it, yeah, ludicrous. Isn't it wonderfully typical of both Richie and Eddie that when they're facing the prospect of certain death, they try and take it as a chance 
to turn death into an opportunity to ogle some women. Yeah. Oh. Not not to actually have sex with them, but just to have a bit of a look. Not I'll come back as Claudia Schiffer's husband. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, someone who's going out with, yeah. or, you know, no, well, I just want to be there so I can ogle her tits in the mirror. Yeah, yeah it's the thing. It, it makes sense that he says, I've been a Buddhist for only five seconds. Yeah. It makes sense why he has such a fundamental lack of... Of understanding of it, of it. Yeah. yeah. First of all, doesn't understand it needs to be all organic, yeah. in the words, like be someone's mm. bra. Like, well, no. And... <laughs> It needs to be someone, not right now, it needs to be someone to be born now as you die, mm. where you not understand that bit. And then the, the ludicrousness of, oh, you know, topless helicopter <laughs> supermodels, that's a thing, isn't it? Like, no, no one's ever heard of that before. <laughs> yeah. like, basically, he wants to possess a woman, yeah. is what it is, because it's his thoughts and desires in a woman's body, isn't it? Well, he's Richie just trying to think that, of the easiest yeah. way to see her naked, and that's if he was her, I suppose, because yeah. yeah. she, she wouldn't know that. Which she wouldn't know that. Which, the Rich, logic is not sound. Which Richie then co-ops as his fantasy as well. I'll yeah. come back as Danny Minogue, but, and then basically just stare at myself dancing in mirrors. Yeah. Again, though, this is why Richie and Eddie's relationship and friendship is so just sweet in many ways because Richie yeah. points out the error in, in Eddie's thoughts yeah. doesn't it and then but he, he gets, gets excited yeah. is that... it's so, such a good oh, deal actually yeah. actually you're onto a brilliant plan and then they get each other worked up over yeah. their yeah. Like, little daft like yeah. fantasy I and like that's why they're friends isn't it because yeah there's there's some, no one else had put up with some, their madness uh, something in common between them they also just love the detail they, they must have had fun writing this because the Buddhist vicars down there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they've just basically gone like yeah. probably like done a spidergram of like religious yeah. kind of yeah. and like, oh, how can we make that the funniest? And interestingly, Claude Schiffer and Danny Minogue, I think that that they stood the test of time. Yeah. yeah. They're still... What are you going to say, interestingly enough, they were Buddhists? No, <laughs> just they're, they're still like, I... Um, but maybe kids these days wouldn't know who they are, but I, they're still, yeah. they're still knocking around. You get the reference, norks. don't you? You get the reference, you, a girl. I will come back as a girl. I'm still not fully sure what way down on that old Swanee River is. Is that a reference a to something? For something, isn't it? I would have said it's an old blues song, but right, I right, okay. wouldn't. 100% no. Did you notice Aid very deliberately shake the carriage uh, to give them that moment of, oh my God, it's going to... Oh, gonna no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but um, is he reacting or is he making it? No, no, no. It's, it's a bit too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. How good is God's hand? That's a yeah. really good... Yeah. I mean, the fingers don't move. It, it Yeah, mm. moves out. I like the fact that he... Uh, Richard called it good old C of E. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you get the feeling he doesn't know what C of E stands for. Because he said, not. well, I-, I find it so satisfying story-wise that the carriage collapses the moment they step off it. It's mm. like, if God hadn't turned up, they would have bought the farm there. You know? Oh, yeah, because they say... Because, At well, the last moment, yeah. He actually does yeah. say, doesn't he, as he yeah. steps on, like, oh, yeah, very, yeah. very good timing. You yeah. Know? So the ending is, Eddie turns to the viewers and basically breaks the fourth wall, saying that we mm. don't believe in God, do we? And then mm. Richie completely goes along with that, despite the fact that he definitely <laughs> does believe in God. Richie yeah, believes in God. he's prayed several times, yes. hasn't he? He definitely believes, because he's scared to find out he's going to hell and all these yeah. things. So, yeah. so why is he... Don't, you think him it, admitting he doesn't believe in God is what kills them but don't you think at that point because Aid's broken the fourth wall that's Aid speaking and he's talking to Rick supposed oh, to so I, right. I think that that's why that is because ah. AIDS is like well we're at the BBC you know so he's he's, he's AIDS isn't so, he he's not Eddie in that moment so, so then Rick's like oh yeah so are you shit say, are you, so are you yeah, saying I, I, you are, convinced me so are you saying that at the end of this episode Rick Mann and Adrian Edmondson die not Richie in it <laughs> well no so I wasn't trying to be slightly, funny I, I, I was being ahead, serious they were slightly ahead of themselves there <laughs> <laughs> and they've only got it half right so far 
strong and satisfying end to a very strong and satisfying episode. Yeah, and as you say, the opening to series three, after watching that first episode, it was like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, back. yeah. Every episode's going to be as strong as, as yeah. before. And I'm sure some people out there listening will probably disagree with us and say, I love series three. No, see, I think but, uh, I don't want to be too mean on series three at all. No, we need it's to still think, great. Look, but, I think it's they were making it for kids then. Mm. Series three is aimed at kids. And watching it, I fucking loved it. Going yeah. out, but just I think they've realised where their audience is. We were making them for young people yeah. as young ones, and then we'll make a new series. People have grown up by then, and then oh no, we've got young kids again. Uh, okay, mm. fuck it, we'll just do for young kids. I think that because I mean the swearing and everything that's going on, I think they're still. I mean, it's comedy, isn't it? So mm. if you wanted to look at making comedy and making people laugh, like that, you know, well, your, your know. sense of humour is yeah. is created from childhood upwards. So I actually would argue that they're not making it. For kids, as such, like it's not a kids program. I, I guess they realised more kids were watching it, so they. Yeah, I mean the Halloween thing, I suppose. Mm. Like you know, just. But again, I think that's just a writing point yeah. of like, what can we do an episode around? So they were probably running out of a few ideas. That's the last holiday they could do, isn't it? They've had birth. If you count yeah, yeah. birthdays, a holiday, mm. right? A birthday, Christmas, yeah, yeah, Halloween. What so, other ones are there? Well, Valentine's Day. They could have done a Valentine's yeah. Day, actually. Any particular highlights for you guys? Immediately say Van der Hosen yeah. and the timing of the carriage yeah. in the overweight young man line. They're the two standout moments for me. I, I want to give a mention to the fight, which uh, we didn't really mention. It's right mm-hmm. after all the bollocks thing where Eddie starts kicking him. He gets mm-hmm. up like... Gets a vantage point that's stamping on his head, basically. It's, it's well choreographed and makes use of the space that they have. My goodness, it? yeah. Mm. How could that have been choreographed any better in such yeah. a small area yeah. of space? It's like a, a fight that close, you just think, oh, they hit each other or something, mm. but they did something a little bit different yeah. about it. They forced this limitation on themselves. Yeah, mm. yeah. And yet they've um, and, made and, it work. And they excel with it, don't yeah. they? Yeah. I think this is the pinnacle example of their writing of their dialogue yeah them building stories in your mind mm. you know in your mind's eye you don't see so much of this stuff yet you yeah. do see it very well yeah. i mean if you had to conjure up an image of keith and deirdre yeah. you, know, you can <laughs> yeah. can't you yeah. you don't never see them on screen yeah when you consider so, so much of what happens in this episode happens on the ground either before they get up in the ferris wheel mm. or while they're up there and yet it's just the two of them on camera mm. for the entire 30 minutes in real time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for me, a lot of people go on about the two-hander episode of Porridge as being a, you know, standout episode of yeah. British comedy. Yeah, Porridge, you know, Ronnie Barker. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I thought but, he was saying the episode of Bottom Called Porridge. No, sorry. No. So the sitcom Porridge yeah. with Ronnie Barker and, and the two, there's two of them in the cell all through, yeah. I think. But for me, like, Hole is up there yeah. in terms of its clever writing. But then so's Contest. And I think I've said in the past that the two-handers mm. are always my favourite. Yeah. So Hole's stand, stand out episode for me in series three, definitely my favourite. For me, probably my highlight for this episode is the carriage collapsing the, the under, under mm. the weight of yeah. Richie's voluminous bottom, <laughs> as well as a couple of the gags in it, such as Vast Slug. Yeah, um, but, so for you guys, any niggles in this ep? I missed the first few minutes of it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's their fault. Yeah, I mean, you know, now you can just rewind it when it's even on live TV. They didn't yeah. really think of doing that back then. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a complaint. So you're uh, complaining about the past? About the past <laughs> limitations of technology. <laughs> <laughs> and any niggles for this one? No, I, don't, I, I honestly don't. An exceptionally tight episode. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've only got two very minor ones. Oh, one come is on the, then, you anal bastard. Yeah, what noise? do you hate? One is no. the slight uh, repetition of, 
oh, that woman was actually a man, jokes. Uh-huh. And the other thing is, and this is really minor, there are sections in this when Aid keeps standing in Rick's light, so he's casting a shadow over his face. Mm-hmm. So usually actors are very good at this. Uh, they know where the light is, and so they're very careful to stay out of the other actor's light. But there are numerous times in this where I'm looking at Richie's face, and it's like, it's, he's got a shadow cast do over you it. Think so do you think that's a fault of... Aid or the direction well, from so Bob Spears, or do you well, think it's well, just literally the proximity you, they're in? Usually, an experienced actor will be aware of it. Also, the actor whose light is being blocked will usually try and find a way to find the light. So I can't but, imagine Rick being happy yeah. with his light but, being blocked. But also, usually the director would spot this kind of thing and mm. say, okay, can you just edge it? But also, they are restricted by the space no, they're yeah. in. Do you think this is them in literally unfamiliar surroundings a new yeah. set that they've not been in before and it's a new director who's working with people who've yeah, just yeah. done two series they they themselves. Themselves. Poss- yeah possibly but then what, what you do in that instance is as soon as you see mm. it if, if the actors say we can't move either way mm. you say right move the light or put another light up no, so we don't enough. so the shadow issue is any standout sound effects for you guys the airplane yeah, yeah. yeah airplane fart gag that's brilliant the cranking of the carriage as it falls there's one that's really subtle and it's not a loud one so it's easy to overlook but it's the after Eddie's kicked Richie in the face a couple of times Richie pulls his cheek down away from his eye and you get this this wonderful sort of crunchy that's good and with that it's time for a quiz we're going to do a quiz on this week's episode this is the best out of 10 and this week's questions have been a fucking nightmare to come out with because they're two Um... people in a very confined space very little things happening (laughs) so this has been a fucking absolute chore you mean you haven't counted how many light bulbs are on the outside of the ferris wheel (laughs) how many sparks hit Richie as he's (laughs) as the stuntman is swinging away (laughs) oh oh my god I think there is a light bulb question based on Matt's face question one fucking hell question one each carriage has a pattern of light bulbs on one of the arms. <laughs> For fuck's a bunch sake! Of, a bunch of yellow ones and a bunch of four ones. How many red ones are there in each arm of it, the light bulb? I'm just going to buzz in and, to guess. Okay. Five? Oh, okay. Right. Uh, I'm going to say 12. Okay, well, it was four. Fuck. It was four, <laughs> right. um, and I think like seven uh, yellow ones. But uh, yeah, so so just no points points for that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Question two. What is the sporting headline on the back of the Hammersmith Bugle? Okay, that was Ange. Chaos tie? Oh, you got all the words correct, but the wrong order. It's cup tie, chaos. Oh, come on. Give me that. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say I'll go and give her the point, but you are the quiz master this week, so it's entirely up to you. I'm sorry. I've got all the words. But in the wrong order. I swear I've been more lenient with you bastards in the past. All right, whatever. Now, uh, Richie is wearing his uh, sort of reddish-brown smart outfit. Yep. Yeah, basically. Okay, which he doesn't wear all the time. Mm. What was the last time we saw him wearing uh, this outfit? And? Christmas? Christmas? Yes. Fuck. So holy? It was holy, Yeah. yeah. One point for Ange. Question four. Why is this Ferris wheel famous? Okay, Ange? It's the tallest and oldest in Western Europe. Yes, correct. Absolutely correct. I'd have accepted just tallest, but yeah, tallest and oldest. Okay. two points. Okay, next question. Who won the Stork Margarine competition? I think that was Paul. Slip Digby. Slip Digby, yes. We did mention that in the episode, but uh, (laughs) long enough ago that I thought, uh, I don't have any other questions. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) right. Next question. What bitter is it that is Eddie's bitter? Emergency bitter. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I was thinking that it that can't be that simple, surely. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have a name on it, does it? No, it no, be no. mild, I suppose, but Tetley's. that's not a... Yeah, we don't know. It's emergency bitter. Now, uh, what it's, scores that? It's two apiece now. Next question: How long are they actually stuck on the Ferris wheel for? When Eddie says we've been here for about seven minutes. Oh, that was me. It was you, Paul. So, okay, I'm. You go- mean in the episode time? Yeah, yeah it's in real time. Okay, oh, so okay. when he says we've been here for seven minutes, I'm going to say that at that point they've been there for fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Okay. Not right. Okay. Um, well, is this a sort of whoever's closest kind of thing, or? Well, yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, I'll just guess seventeen minutes. If bang on seventeen minutes. Fucking hell! Hey. I'm sorry, Paul. Oh yes, of course. I knew that. What was Richie's one wish on reflection about his life? He uh, just that it had been completely different. Yes, Paul. Okay. You are neck and neck. Yeah. All right. Final question. When was this episode first broadcast? <coughs> right, who buzzed in? Who the fuck's that? It's Did I buzz in first? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it was first broadcast in... You want the exact date, yeah? Uh, as close to the exact date as you can. 4th of January, 1995. Okay. And that's incorrect, is it? That is that is not technically <laughs> correct. <laughs> okay. It's not technically correct. It's not technically correct. But Ange, what... Uh, I'm going to go with the 15th of January. 15th of January. Well, it is actually the 6th of January, mm. so Paul's closest. But I think that's just a no point, surely, because we went with no points earlier on the night bulbs. If you'd been nearer, would you be insisting it was a no points one? Or? No, because yeah. earlier I could have been like, oh, well, I got closest to the light bulb, so that's my point. No, it's just wrong, isn't it? Tiebreaker. Okay. Now, what is it that Richie sees when he flashes before his eyes when he dies? <laughs> okay. Who was that? Ange- that Ange- Angela that, pressed it first. I think yeah. that was me. Yeah. A relentless collage of grey interspersed with trips to the lab. Pretty much. Yeah. So I think it's endless collage of grey, I think. But a mm. lot oh, no, fuck me. I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> well, well, no, 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 no. Because it should be exact, really, shouldn't it? It, sh- well, it shouldn't be what's near, you know. I do like it. Sh- it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be within a two days of it. Of grey. Interspersed is an excellent word there. It yeah. is, yeah, yeah. Okay, well done, Angela. This week's winner of the qu- of the quiz. Well done. <coughs> Hang on, no, say that again. No business. Okay. Well done, Angela. Like well, you mean it. Well done, Angela. Say this it week- like you're not like Victor Meldrew clapping wrists <laughs> 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 he what? walked up to collect his British comedy award. Well done, Angela. Winner of this week's quiz. Do you know that that was for um, Britmail Presents as well, which was not that funny a show. It's been winning best comedy. Yeah. yeah to be fair, I can see why yeah. Richard Wilson was. Well, fucking funny. I mean, Rick yeah. Mail Presents was another one of those things where it was presented as comedy drama. I think because mm. they probably went, oh, these scripts, aren't, we can't really call them comedies, well, can we? just comedy actor that he won, though? I think so, yeah. So, yeah, Rick, yeah. Rick won some And t- to be fair, he was playing numerous different characters yeah. uh, in yeah. Rick Mail Presents, whereas not Richard just Wilson one just... character yeah, yeah. Not, not entirely that funny. I, I mm. have the DVD of that, and I think I've only watched two or three of them. Mm. It's me. Do you think it was their way of Jack. rewarding him for like being generally good at comedy? You I guess know? so. Yeah, I would have thought so. Well, great. That's a series three up to off to a fucking horrendous start. All downhill from here. 
much like bottom. <laughs> what are you talking about? The quiz or just the episode? I think the whole episode. I think the whole thing. I think we we are gonna we really scraping the barrel. This series is gonna be oh, okay. such oh, a with series three. Into... I yeah. I mean, mate, wait wait until we're doing the latter part of the live episodes. Yeah, yeah. I might just turn up five, drunk for those yeah. ones. Anyway, we'll, we'll see you back next week for the next episode of series three in its continuing decline of quality. I think yeah. <laughs> this one, if yeah. any of you disagree, by the way, and think that series three is better. You're wrong, but yeah. do please email in. We are at 11mafikingparade at gmail.com or you can follow us on all of the social media that's worth following at Talking Bottom. Don't forget, all of the past episodes are available to download and uh, please give us a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. It really does help us. You'd be surprised how much. Thanks. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>